your girl Smanji and welcome to the 52nd episode of Avocado and Honey. If you haven't already, go ahead and check out the latest episode of Avocado and Honey Live. I had the dope Marley. He came through and we went book shopping and he just put me up on a whole bunch of books um, from learning about our history, from learning on just like telling me about books he wished he read when he was younger. And it was just basically preparing me to get my reading list together for next year. So um, be sure to check out that episode. It's on YouTube. Please be sure to like, subscribe, share, tell a friend. Of course, spread the word on Avocado and Honey as well. Today, um, I have a dope woman of, um, here in Nairobi. Hello. I want, hey, how you doing? Hi. <laughs> I want to share how we met just because I, it was so organic and I've been looking for someone to talk about money for so long. That's what we're going to be talking about today, y'all. Okay, money, honey. <laughs> the money. <laughs> so shout out to Kayla. Um, she had did an Insecure, the finale viewing party, and we had a little discussion, everything. Great vegan food. Shout Ooh. out to a great host, mm-hmm. great hospitality. Thank you, Kayla. And it was at um, NYU, and I was leaving. And then the people I was leaving with, it was just a great vibe. And uh, Nairobi yeah, was were just like, ah! they were popping. I, was, I walked in with that same energy. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> right. It was just like a kiki in. But then she just like mentioned something. And I'm just like, no, but we speaking into existence. Long story short, like the love you have for just wanting to get people to learn about yeah, how, how to like save and manage their finances is why mm-hmm. I want you talk to you about that yeah because i definitely feel like that's something that whether we know it or not we need to learn more about it and there's always more to learn about it so i figure every single person that i come into contact with with Mm -hmm. that same energy that same curiosity that same like wanting to understand it's my responsibility almost to share right and then after we you know exchange information and um things like that on social media i've I've learned that you are actively out here getting the information Mm -hmm. out so let's um let's just start okay so why do you feel Okay, let's just start actually with you. Okay. So when did this start for you, like the wanting to learn and gain control of your finances and all that? Well, for me, my mother was working in financial services with Smith Barney. That was like a dead-end, like limited opportunity type of job where she was just learning about other people's finances, how okay. to make big companies more money, you know? Mm-hmm. So she stopped doing that and started her own business where she was teaching people financial literacy, learning it herself building wealth for families, eliminating debt, all these things. And so I grew up almost in this, like growing up in the church, you know, mm-hmm. like I grew up in this, like going to meetings with her and it didn't really become relevant until I started making money myself. I had a job. I was realizing I wasn't saving any of it. Mm-hmm. Credit card bill came every single month without fail, you know? And so then it started to take on a new relevance. A lot of the information that I've been hearing since I was a child, I was just like, this is important now. It always seemed like, oh, this is for adults. You know? Right. Like, I look up and I am an adult. Like, the right. people around me, we don't know what we're doing. Right. You know? Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> so I did hear you say credit card and things. Mm-hmm. This is kind of off what I have listed here. But so you're like, what's the deal with credit cards? Because, you know, the first thing you hear is just like, you know, don't get a credit card. I mean, I've been I've been told that from mm-hmm. just strangers and just people everywhere. Like, yeah. that's the only tip when it comes to saving money. It's like, don't get a credit card. But it's never like, why don't get a card? Yeah. What happens if we do get a credit card and all mm-hmm. that so it's just like let's talk about that for a little yeah, bit definitely credit cards are a means of self-control or more so you see people demonstrating a lack of self-control right you get money and like for any of us who haven't had like large sums of money we want to spend it mm-hmm. you know so the issue then is that people start to accumulate debt without even understanding how or when or what is happening and the way that credit card 
debt works and paying back your credit card is that they charge you interest. Right. You get a certain period of gr- grace period. And then after that, it starts accruing is- interest. And you could pay $50 on your credit card. Mm-hmm. And seventeen fifty five comes back in interest charges. Right. You know? So you, it, it becomes an uphill battle where you're trying to pay this thing off that just keeps stacking and you don't even understand how and a lot of people like to think that oh credit isn't that important you know like not credit isn't that important but like oh i can't pay that now i'm gonna have to take an l on that and that hurts your credit score to the point where in this country it's ridiculous it's some sort of game yeah credit to get stuff yeah so it's like if you don't have a credit card there's sometimes like where you just you don't have a credit score right damn near non-existent in certain spheres and arenas and so like i started to look at it kind of like a game because it is a game. It's mm-hmm. just a game made for us to not be able to win, you know? Right. So, you know, like apps these days make it look very like, I don't know, okay, I'm transferring this from here, you know? I'd say that the one rule for credit cards is it's okay to have them, but make sure that you are paying back more than your minimum. Because I the see. minimum is there to keep you there forever. Okay. They want you there forever. And when you pay back more, then you're knocking out those interest charges. Mm. You're just knocking them out. You're getting down to that zero balance. I want to share something with you. And I'm embarrassed now because I'm an adult. (laughs) But I actually met someone, like a 19-year-old girl, and she had the same mindset. So that's what's like, I feel like it's important for me to say this. Mm -hmm. So if there's anyone listening, like, don't do, don't do it, y'all. But this is, this was my mindset when it came to just like finances and credit cards. I was just like, you know what? This is 18-year-old Angie. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to be popping anyway, so I'm going to just buy all of this, and I'll pay this back when I'm popping. Mm. <laughs> Mistake number 50. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. It really it feels like that sometimes, too. Yeah. It really does, especially because it seems so almost not even real. You know? Right. It's like they give you money that you didn't have. Right. You so I just it pay it like later. It's cool. It. Yeah, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's just... So why do you think it's so hard for people to save? I think that there's really a culture of living paycheck to paycheck. You mm. know, we've seen it in our parents at times, you know, when they were doing what they had to do. Right. And so there's this idea of I'm going to spend what I have. You know, the, you, people don't pay themselves first. That's what I kind of like to see saving money as. Like mm-hmm. you're paying yourself first. Okay. For like the future, for anything, for whatever you may need or want. Self-investment it mm-hmm. needs to be a reality because – Living paycheck to paycheck, letting your entire, not letting, but having your whole paycheck goes to bills, like things like that. It just makes it almost impossible to save money. Right. You're not in this mindset of, okay, a portion of this one bill I need to pay is to myself. Mm-hmm. Well, what works for you when it comes to saving? Like when you said, like paying Pretending yourself. I don't have it. But like, how do you, how do you, I guess, where do you put the money? Do you have two separate accounts? Mm-hmm. Do you take the money and store the money in a safe? Like, what do you do mm-hmm. with that money that you're paying yourself? I like, okay, so my mom raised me with like five different debit cards. You know, okay. she was going like, we would go, she was like, oh, let me actually just check this balance real okay. quick. You know what I mean? So I definitely have multiple debit cards, like TD, Chase, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. So one of those cards, I might literally like lose, like pretend like I don't have it. And that'll be something that I can save money on. You know? I see. Rather than it just all being linked on one account or like even like transfer from savings to check. You know what I mean? I don't even want to. I, I did that so much like they turned my savings account into a checkings account they it was like, just like this is ain't like you're using it. this <laughs> we see you yeah. we see you you have two checking accounts now <laughs> well they gave me a warning like do this again and you're gonna have a checking account Big warnings are too much I'm like please do not parent me right, right. now right <laughs> like or are you gonna get some more fees because they love fees I mean but banks are another conversation mm-hmm. but um so what are some ways where you can like break and start healthy like basically break the old bad spending habits and maybe incorporate new spending 
habits. Yeah, I better feel like habits. the first is just to be honest about what's right. going on because I know like there's just this mindset of like, oh, I didn't have money and now I have some, or like you know, just like where you get to act brand new for a second. Yeah, that. it's just like being honest about where your money's going and when it's going quickly, mm-hmm. you know, and in certain ways that you could change that or. You know, if you're always eating out and that racks up. Right. Maybe start cooking at home more often. Mm-hmm. If you're always going out, maybe ferment some wine. I don't know. Right. Like, figure it out, though. <laughs> but, like, more so just being honest about and just seeing and detecting where your money is going super rapidly. Right. At that point, it's almost an uncontrollable. Like, you know, it feels like, oh, okay, I just got, I got to do it. You know, we always get excited about mm-hmm. that. Like, some people are shopping and buying clothes. And, you know, right. My aunt is shopping and buying <laughs> clothes. I need to add her on this. <laughs> so how do you how do you, I guess, keep track of where your money's going? Do you like write it down? Is there an app? Like what mm-hmm. do you use to keep track? There's this app called Clarity that I really like. Okay. That almost reads you for yourself. Oh, okay. And you can link your bank card to it, you can link your credit card to it. Mm-hmm. And it'll let you know in what areas you're spending money. So on food, things like that. Like and it'll break it down into categories almost. So that's really helpful. This is about how I, how I. Yeah, how do you keep track of where your money goes? Okay, so things like that. A lot of stuff is digitized now these days, Mm -hmm. so that also makes it helpful. Like, I know that for me, an area where I will fall into it is like Cash App. Like, because I'll just be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll just Cash App you that. And then, Mm. like, it'll just add up without me even looking. So I like to go back. You don't see your balance there or anything. You don't see your balance. You know what I mean? It's too quick to just say press. Oh, like, oh, let's get in that Uber. Yeah, you know, like, Mm. it's just. Stuff like that. So just being more aware. I think awareness is one of the biggest things about finances. And if you don't know, you you got to learn so that you do know what to look out for. Mm-hmm. And we kind of already went over like how to save money and to pay off debt. You kind of just went over that. Mm-hmm. Just like paying more than the minimum and paying yourself debt first. Is a, bigger, is a big thing, too, because there's things like debt stacking where you can use the money that you have and that you make to pay off one debt and mm-hmm. use that to like pay off your next debt. Like, you know, so it just becomes this like fight you know yeah oh this is really okay so i'm I'm getting most of these questions too from like the thing that you said we would learn at the mm-hmm. sip and learn so you probably don't have to go too much in detail mm-hmm. because i mean you gotta go to sip and learn right yeah come to sip and learn. <laughs> but another thing was um like how oh the how to's of financial independence so if you want to kind of go into yeah. like a few of those as well absolutely so one thing that we do uh me and my mom is mm-hmm. we are able to look at everybody's finances, assess it, and give people a FIN number, a financial independence number. Okay. So it basically looks at your debts, things like that, your maybe student loans, things where you have to, like, pay back to get to a place of financial independence. And financial independence essentially just means financial freedom where you're able to not have to work. Oh, that's another thing, passive income, where we're about to jump in. Right, yeah. Like, where you have to work, you have to go to work every day to make money. So we're trying to get you to the point where you don't have to be at a physical job you don't have can to you be. define passive income yeah it's okay so passive income is any kind of income that you have coming in on a recurring basis that you don't necessarily have to go out and make yourself mm-hmm. you know a lot of people like i'll give the example of um airbnb airbnb is a dope idea of that because it's like if you have a space you know you could be on this level where you're making income out of your home or just you know anything like that where it's like you can you're making money while you sleep type exactly, thing exactly while you sleep you're making mm-hmm. money while you sleep while you're on the toilet stuff like that you know and then um there's also the whole uber analogy of like making money in the sense of like 
if the person who made Uber, he's not out here driving people anymore. This is you true. Know? He has now picked up and given other people the opportunity to make money so that, and he's just collecting overrides. Overrides is one of my favorite words, you mm-hmm. know, because that's just in the sense of like, you're out here mobilizing people to do exactly what they might need to do and teach other people the same thing. And yet you can, you're now creating a business system. Right. That's kind of like the whole technology wave right now anyway. Cause it's like, yeah, that's with the Uber, but that's the same thing for Airbnb. Like mm-hmm. it's a hotel service, whoever created it, they're not providing these homes. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that's what it and the thing for Amazon. Amazon is Amazon. not providing, not paying any fucking fees for that like the building or anything. It's all online. Absolutely. And yeah. what's dope about that idea is like so for Airbnb, it's like there's so many people out here who had just homes and that they were losing money. You know what I mean? Right. They had homes that they wouldn't even be in and now it's like tapped into resources and opportunity. So that's mm-hmm. what I like to see passive income and things like override ads. It's like tapping into resources that aren't just you because mm-hmm. when you have a job when you go to a job my mom liked to call that just over broke a job <laughs> wait to, i like that yeah, just over broke yeah, okay just over broke. noted when you go to a job if you don't go there you do not get paid right if you take a sick day you don't get that money for that day right you know so it creates this more so slavish type of i have to go to get this right like, i have to rather than business is a source of creativity you right know? you were seeing a big push towards entrepreneurs because People have these great ideas, these great certain applications of ways that they say, see things, you mm-hmm. know, and that's just creativity. That's humanness right there. So what are one of the things now that you're aware, like you, you know, the, the time in your life where you started taking it seriously, what is something that you feel like you, someone could have told you to start taking finances more seriously at a younger age, like the teen, yeah. not Ruby? Well, for me, my mom had me learn like we we took this test where not me well not like we i took this test Mm -hmm. you know where i learned about finances i learned about the financial service industry things like that and i passed the test basically to become a licensed practitioner to do so Mm -hmm. and i did that when i was 18 mostly to make my mom happy you know i was just a freshman in college so i was still just like oh you know what's all this you Mm -hmm. know trying to figure stuff out trying to figure life out and independence out you know not really seeing that as like i said i grew up in it so i didn't really see how it was so pertinent Mm-hmm. And it did. I started taking it seriously when I, I don't know. Like I said about paying your credit card off being like a game. I paid it off. I got my credit score. I was like, ooh, like I was excited. I was like, what's my what's my credit score? About? Mm-hmm. What's it about to be? And then a couple months went by, and I for sure did spend that money again. You know, and I was like, okay, if I can get so excited about paying it off, you know, and why can't I take myself seriously to keep it off or to like look at everything as this is a financial decision that I'm making. Right. If I could pay it off, it was mostly just because she told me like, Oh, pay your credit card. off. Mm -hmm. Don't leave it like that. So I did it. But then it was like, what am I getting excited about? Right. I'm not going to maintain it, you know? Yeah. And I feel like another thing, um, when it comes to just saving, it's always just like travel, save to travel. Do you Mm -hmm. travel a lot? I like to travel. I do. I, I'm from L.A. From right. California, I, so. I, I, gang, gang. Gang, gang, gang. West side. Yeah. So I like to <laughs> go back and see my grandmother and my brother and things like that. And those my flights brother, aren't cheap. Those flights are not cheap. I, another thing that I love. I love saving money on flights. Like Hopper app is amazing. Because Noted. It is just like I just love stuff like that. You know? <laughs> but definitely travel is something that is so beautiful. Yeah. It is such a financial. Right. Like not even I don't want to say strain, but it is just like. It's money that you have to spend. Right. And so I remember the first time I got really excited about like finances in the sense is I was trying to go to L.A. Mm-hmm. My mom definitely stopped buying my plane tickets a long time ago. 
And this one woman, like I, I had a room, so I put it out on like, oh, maybe somebody will sublet it for this winter break while mm-hmm. I'm gone. And she wanted to sublet it for one week. So she came, she checked it out. I was, I was, I just stayed in one of my roommates' room with her. I just chilled, you know. Mm-hmm. She paid me about three hundred dollars, which was the exact amount that I needed for a ticket. Okay. So it, I just got to see the way it was. You know, she came over, she cashed out me the three hundred. I bought the ticket, and I was like, wow, I was able to travel just like that, just mm-hmm. because of making this connection from seeing this woman, from giving her something that I had that she needed, and she didn't know that she was giving me something I needed. I mm-hmm. had no money. You know what I mean? So that just started to become like where I was like, okay. If travel was something to me a week ago was something that I was not able to do because I was not making that. Right. And now just through this creative outlet, I was able to do that. This is important. Right. Like I said, nobody's buying my plane tickets. Mm -hmm. And just from my experience, because I'm I'm working on I'm not working on I'm traveling more. Mm -hmm. I made it my mission Mm -hmm. to travel more this year and especially next year. So y'all already know about the robbery and things. I already got my birth certificate. So my passport Mm -hmm. is coming soon. Making progress. Your girl's going to Hawaii in like two uh, weeks to visit my sister. Hey, nay, nay. (laughs) But um, I'm really excited. So the thing that I did learn, too, is just like. Yeah, it's it's really like discouraging when it comes to purchasing tickets um, just because you see this large amount of large, money that's due immediately. Sums, like yeah. it's like 200 one way to Hawaii. But it's just like if you have it right then and there, do it. Yes. If it's if it's important to you, of course. Absolutely. I will say there's nothing. There's no regret like regretting a trip that you wanted to take. Right. Because I wanted to go. My name is Nairobi. I wanted to go to <laughs> Nairobi last summer a couple summers ago Mm -hmm. i found a whole work away person where i would have like be able to work and stay there Mm -hmm. and the only thing that killed me was the 1200 dollars flight yeah and it was i was just that like i gotten so excited about the plan the fantasy you know that that low-key crushed me because i was like i don't have 1200 dollars in one sum Mm -hmm. i have never had 1200 dollars in one sum so i was saying when i was working and they said Oh, I got my little pay stub back at the end of the term, and it said, "Oh, you made four thousand dollars." I said, "Where? <laughs> when?" Because I didn't see it. And you know, that's another thing about living paycheck to paycheck is that you get like four hundred dollars a week, four hundred dollars a week, and that's why saving becomes so instrumental mm-hmm. because then that actually gives it time to grow. But mm-hmm. if you are spending three fifty of your four hundred, and then you spend that, then that just adds up to your, you know, it's right. not really any type of saving. Mm-hmm. And, there's this. Did you go on that trip? No, I did not. Oh. So that's my next plan. You know? Okay. So how are you going to plan to save for it? Ooh, that is a very good question. I like the, I think I'm going to just take portions of what I make each month, each week. Mm-hmm. And like I said, putting it, directing it to something that I can't necessarily see, touch and access. Do so you ever, oh, sorry. Do you ever do like a uh, cash, like put cash aside rather than do it online type thing? I feel like I get tempted to spend cash. Yeah. Like knowing me personally, because everybody's different. Sometimes right. People like if they see cash, they see how much they spend and they're like, okay, I'm not about to do that. Mm-hmm. And the card is a little bit more tricky because you just swipe. You exactly. Know? For me, I know that if I swipe and it gets declined, cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that, right. That means something. That, right. I don't got no more money. But if I see, oh, I have that 20. Oh, I have that one. You know yeah. what I mean? It just becomes like a, oh, I have an unlimited mentality and something that is actually limited. Mm, yeah. Okay. Okay. Another um, note thing is just like overall understanding of personal finances. Mm. So if you want to go in on that a little. Yeah. Understanding your personal finances. It's like, I feel like there are certain groups of people who have financial advisors. Who right. Have a team, a board, you know, people telling them, oh, this what this is what this really means. You mm-hmm. know, because that's another thing. This And this society kind of works on smoke and mirrors sometimes, especially in environments like the bank. You know, mm-hmm. there's this 
um, concept in finance. It's called the rule of 72. Okay. And if you go to a bank and you leave your money in the bank and invest it, say you get 3% on that return, mm-hmm. it will take you 72 years for your money to double. They, oh. want, they want you to figure that out at the end of your life. At the How many times do we get 72 years in this lifetime? Right. You know? So it's just like personal finances are very important, especially in a country, like I said, where the game is against you mm-hmm. because they don't want you to build money. They don't want you to become wealthy. They don't want you to pass that on to your generations. And the people who do do that, they get advice on it. You know, they're not just having this information themselves. Right. That's why financial literacy becomes so important because nobody is teaching us right we were just talking about the school system right nobody is teaching us and if if our parents just tried they what they did is their best right that's what they did they tried to figure it out they did their best Mm -hmm. you know so education becomes really important especially with your personal finances because it's just like that just puts this like i don't know it stacks your corner you know Mm -hmm. so yeah so i kind of want to just have you described the experience, I guess, what people could expect when they do go to SIP and um, learn? Because you do get most of this information, if not more, but yeah. um, what else? Okay, well, definitely what I like about it, it's like me and my mom, like a tag team group. Mm-hmm. She is where I say the big guns are. She is the expert. So any question that you have, anything that you've been curious about, mm-hmm. you can ask her. She's a resource like that. She's a resource like that for me, and it's been fantastic. Um at Sip and Learn, what I really like to do is there's this one like quadrant image that I like to break down for people where there's like the employee. Mm-hmm. That's what we were talking about earlier. If you don't go to work, you don't make no money. Right. Self-employed, which is the next level, which is good. You know, you're self-employed, you're creating stuff and you're creating opportunities for other people. You can involve collaboration, but it's a similar mentality of like, if I don't do this, there's no, there's nothing that's falling in place. You right. Know, I'm here to direct everybody. Then there's this idea of a business system, and that's what we were talking about, where like an Uber and Airbnb, and that's what I kind of hope for every individual entrepreneur, because at that point, you have a system that's going to work on its own. Right. You You have people who need a product who are getting the product, whether you are there driving the car yourself. Mm -hmm. And um, just like these concepts, I want to, these are concepts that are like fundamental in financial services. So I just want to share that with everybody. So mm-hmm. everybody understands that because like I said, it started to become a lot more relevant for me after I got my first job and not even my first job, my first job where I was getting paychecks and having bills and stuff like that. And I realized that that employee, like the employee self-employed business system thing that started to make a lot more sense to me. You mm-hmm. know? I was like, Oh, I am currently living as an employee. And that's a, when you're making, hundred percent of your income off of, like by one person. Right. And then the business system is where you might be one percent of it, but mm-hmm. there are a hundred people. Like there are you know, it's like more of like a team effort. Okay. So, because I know you're gonna be you're going on to your entrepreneur like I can't think of the word. Awesomeness. No. Awesomeness, <laughs> yeah, that that works. Mm-hmm. But like how are you, I guess, preparing for that? Like how like is there a like an amount that you want to save before starting to go on your own or like what what is that process like Absolutely. for you? For me, I like I was saying about business being creative, I've started to look at the opportunities and ideas that I have mm-hmm. and being like, I'm gonna need some money to make that happen. You mm-hmm. know, like for the sip and learn, for example. Right. It is something where I like, I mean, everybody loves champagne. You know what True. I mean? So I want it to be where you come, you get educated and we can be sipping champagne, but I need to, if that's a creative idea that I just had, you know, but mm-hmm. I need to have the funds to make sure that's possible. Right. So all these ideas that I have, even with travel and things like that, it's like, I have ideas and I don't want to be stopped or limited by 
finances or not having the money for it. Mm-hmm. There's something my mom always says is like, if ever I'm like in a huffer or like upset about something, she likes to say, would ten thousand dollars help? Not to be like equate oh your happiness to money at all, but to right. me, there are some issues. There's some things where it's like money just it just becomes like more of a burden when it's like we need to be working we need to have our money working for us not right for right work smarter not harder mm-hmm. absolutely so when do you feel like it's okay to say i feel like this is allowed when do you feel it's okay to say i guess goodbye to being an employee like like do you save a certain amount to be like okay i'm good enough where i don't need to work anymore or I guess this would just be like subjective to you. Would you just be like, fuck it? I mean, that's definitely more yeah. me. I'm just like, I, I well, I got no money, but I can't do this. I'm going to go do this. I'm going figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I that's more me. This from somebody else who said, one of his friends actually, who said that he was, that he switched over careers and he had enough money to live for three months had if he hadn't made no money. Mm-hmm. You know, if his new venture didn't work out and it didn't pay him anything. And that's almost exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. You know? So it just depends on how long your term is for, like, how long you want to be comfortable. I would definitely say make sure that you could go, like, through the learning curve and still be comfortable and still survive. You mm-hmm. know, save up enough money so that you're not then stressed about not having any money while you're trying to do something new. Right. you're trying to build yourself or your business or anything like that, you know? Definitely, like, just, like, that's why saving is so instrumental whether we need it now or not. Right. Like, we never know what might happen. But that's with, true, with the job, and like we just got these uh, presidential alerts too, yeah, so like, you, you never know. Right, ain't no so telling. You, saving is important to make sure that you can be comfortable for however long a period of time that you want. Mm-hmm. It, you know, right. And then like well, another thing that you were pretty adamant about um, was speaking about generational wealth. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go ahead, go yeah, ahead, girl. <laughs> generational wealth. One thing that I just read up on is that. One thing that generational wealth provides is like to avoid. Really quick, what is generational wealth? So generational wealth is when you get to pass on a legacy to your family. Right. Like when you get to pass something on to your family instead of just debt and bills or Mm -hmm. funeral costs. Because that also is a thing. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There's some families out here who don't have the money to bury their relatives, and that is just car washes. And that is just not what we need. You know what I mean? Right. As a group, as a community, as a people, we need to be in a position where we're able to do for ourselves. And so generational wealth, what it does is it allows you to, by building it up for yourself Mm -hmm. in your lifetime, you get to pass it on to your family, to future generations. Mm -hmm. In health insurance and life insurance and things like that, there's this idea of it being an income replacement. Right. How is that income going to be? replaced right so I, the idea of generational wealth I, I was what i was just reading up on was saying that it avoids the pain of having to start over each generation i see so where we're trying to build ourselves up each generation mm-hmm. start out with the little no matter how big the generational wealth is you know it's just like if you're able to start with something able to pass that down it opens up a new level of opportunity rather than like oh okay we got to pick ourselves up from our bootstraps i hate that terminology mm. there's so many things that are often stacked you know, and if you're starting your education over with each generation, it's like you're learning it all over. Right. And it's like no progression. It's mm-hmm. just re- repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I feel like this is I've I got most of the questions because I feel like this is more of like beginner type thing. I don't want to mm-hmm. get like people overwhelmed. I mean, this is definitely more for me as well, because I need to get my shit together when it comes to finances. That's why I was just like it's divine timing running yeah, into you. Um, so what is like one thing if you can like, I guess 
tell whisper something in like millions of black people's ears when it comes to finances what is the one thing that you would just tell them definitely the whole idea of pay yourself first. yeah just like nobody's gonna teach us right pay yourself Okay, and then really, I don't know, remember if we even really kind of broke that down, but it's just like, what's a good amount to start to pay yourself first? Like, is there a percentage of a paycheck that you should keep? Or like, is that just kind of subjective? No, I feel like it is kind of subjective. It's dependent on how much, because also that money will grow. That's yeah. Really it depends. The more you put, the faster it'll grow. The, mm -hmm. the more it'll grow. So I liked starting with like $50. That didn't seem like too much. You know, something I could put aside and not pretend like I didn't see. You know, right. like a big chunk of your paycheck. Mm -hmm. And then as you realize that that's growing, you can decide yourself, like, oh, I actually want to boost that to 100. Mm -hmm. I want to boost that to 150. Because then that, and, and say you get paid weekly, right. it starts to add up quicker. You get to see that. And I, I just think that we should find new areas to be excited like new ways and new things to be excited about. Not, oh, I just got the, that new pair of sneakers. Right. Oh, wow. I just saved $300 in this last month or something like that. Like, what do you about, what if you feel if like, cause I was going to say if they can afford it, but like, do you like, what do you think about that? I guess like if you have the extra money laying around, whatever that is, like, do you feel, again, this is your opinion. Like it's okay to overspend and like, you, I guess, treat yourself on these I material things. Right. I'm a very all or nothing kind of person. More so, I am either obsessed with something or I'm not. Mm -hmm. You know, or I can curb it and like chill a little bit. So I know with me, like clothes, thrifting, like I literally yeah. have a problem. <laughs> I have a problem. Like, I'm out here calling out Auntie Crystal. I need to call myself, <laughs> you know? So there are certain times where it's like I know that if I put myself in that environment, I will want to. Mm -hmm. like, I have how many years? Fifteen years experience of habitually buying, not habitually buying, but like compulsively buying. Right. You know? So. I definitely see if like the need to treat yourself first, but like I said, let's change what we get excited about. That's what I was gonna say, yeah. Uh holistic, like I don't exactly. know treat yourself to like a nice spa day. I don't know, whatever it is that we should do, like you're still self investing. Right. Like, what you're still doing is paying yourself. Right. Like, you could get that new pair of shoes and that's not self investment necessarily. The hedonic treadmill is very real. Mm -hmm. It's like you buy something you get excited about something, you want it, you buy it. That excitement starts to diminish the second you walk off the lot, essentially. Right. The, the, the value diminishes the second you get off the lot. You know? mm -hmm. So maybe invest and treat yourself in areas where it'll be nourishing. Right. And it won't be a diminishing happiness. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And that's what one of the things I'm like working on within myself is just like, what I'm what am I considering a treat? Like, you know, me being vegan and stuff and on my health, not to, you know, um, go away from finances, but it's just like, I'll work out, eat well for like a week, and then like my treat will be ice cream or something. And it's just like, you know, or like you'll save, but then your treat is spending. Yeah, like that, <laughs> that, that sadness that I got after, it blew my Yeah. Like, the excitement that I felt about getting that score, I was like, oh my God, wait, I just spent all of that in a blink of an eye? That's what yeah. I Swipe, swipe, swipe. Mm -hmm. So you're absolutely right. So I'm just trying to make sure, like, when I do treat myself, I'm actually treating myself. Like, mm -hmm. whatever, if it's a treat that I'm eating, I need to actually be nurturing my body. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, a cake and shit is not a treat. Like, I mean, that's just realistically. So it's just like, I'm I'm being more disciplined with myself when it comes to the treats. So it's just like, with this, maybe I, I can still buy a piece of clothing. Mm -hmm. We need clothes. Absolutely. So it's just like, 
But yes, the yeah. Discipline is very important, and also like you were saying about what is a treat. Exactly. Which think that we think is a treat just because somebody told us. Right, right. Instagram is real. Like we we get like advertisements all day. No matter what we're by, we're reminded by it. Like oh, you were just buy this shirt. Buy it, buy it, buy it. So it's just gotta. See if you actually need it. Mm-hmm. And that's another passion of mine, I would say, is marketing, but more so interpersonal marketing. Mm-hmm. I feel like we market ourselves every time we step out the door, whether we know it Facts. or not. Facts. Know? So I really like the, I, I like, that's become one of my fascinations. So then I will start to look at marketing messages, and they use a lot of emotional manipulation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's why I kind of want to redefine that. And more so, if, if the people have the buying power, then the people have the buying power. That's where the power lies. Right. So all these marketing messages are just trying to eat at your power. So and if you like, even, sorry, look at the messages that you see now in the advertisement, like I'm going on a tangent now, but you see like the language that they're even using now, it's getting a bit ridiculous. Like, hey, y'all, like y'all want some, like, I think it was on Twitter and um, Anton, hey, um, he was like, Wendy's was like, what y'all, y'all want some free food? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, who you talking to? Mm-hmm. Like, Right, right, right. Sorry. They really just want to make it comfortable, and like with the with the phones, with things like that, there is such a saturation of messages that we have. Right, like like we are in it. They can hit us with that shit all day. Mm -hmm. So it's about building up your willpower, building up your yeah, and deciding for yourself what is a treat. What What is is the your best interest? What is your best interest? Mm -hmm. And that's why even with the saving, it's like, well, you really know for yourself. Exactly. You got to be honest with you said. You got to be honest. That's the hard part. Like, what did um, Lauren Hill was just like, fantasy is what you want, but reality is what you need. Like, yeah. we could play all day, but if that shit ain't real, like, you're going to keep playing. Is there anything else you want to add before we go into the Lemonade Pick of the Week? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. No? Yeah, I think we did that. Okay. Well, now, y'all, it's time for the Lemonade Pick of the Week. And I'm really, really excited. Um, I've been following. I met Lee. Um through Simone. Hey girl, Simone was on the Coochie Care episode. And um, she's just, she's a visual artist and she's just super passionate about what she does, giving black women a voice. And she recently had an exhibit along with uh, performances at Sight Lab up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I mean, I didn't get the chance to go and see it physically, but I've been watching and keeping track because she's been documented, documenting it on her website and on Instagram. And it's just beautiful, y'all. And it's I think what's the most beautiful thing about this is that I see that she's healing herself through her work. And her healing herself through her work is going to be healing so many other black women because that's her focus is giving black women a voice. So she dedicated a lot of her work to like black women who lost their lives at the hand or was murdered by the police. Um, And she's like she goes over a couple topics like what kneeling means to her and then also just like black women silently carrying the weight and also like pain along with joy is um, universal, the importance of having a community, um, letting go. And also like one of the last exhibits is just like what the saying, giving people flowers while they're still alive and what it meant to her. So it's just like, it's super powerful. I don't want to go into like super details because I want you guys to be able to see the visuals and read her writings for her experiences and why she did what she did. But I just want to say thank you, Lee. I see you and I appreciate you with all my heart. And congrats, cause she won, y'all. She won. It was I think it was like a competition or something, but she won some. She won some money for doing that. That's how great and how powerful it was. It like she's helping everyone. Your vulnerability saves lives. Thank you, Lee. You are this week's lemonade pick of the week. Shout out when we hear you, girl. We hear you. Oh, listen to black women. But uh, 
So uh, speaking of listening to black women, it's time for our last segment, which is to love a black woman. So that's where you get to say something that you love about yourself. You can say something that you love about a specific black woman, or you can say something that you love about black women in general. Mm-hmm. I love the way that black mothers just have an unconditional love in them at times, you know, mm-hmm. and what that really looks like. And, you know, where you can mess up a bunch of times and yet they'll, for, I know for me and my mom, like we're in business together. Like she's on my team a lot. 10 times out of 10. Mm-hmm. And just what that love would look like if it wasn't just from mother to child, if it was in business systems, if it was in school, if, it, if like true unconditional love was just practice. Right. You know, so I want to shout that out. And I challenge everybody, myself included, to be at that level where right. we're able to receive unconditional love from whoever that may be in our life, but be able to give that back out beautiful that was beautiful and thank you for keeping that energy for when i met you and matching it you kept that same energy when you pulled up today yo but it's maybe it's that la west side connection i don't know i'm still trying to figure it out but i do appreciate it you were definitely right on time because i was looking for someone i wanted to speak about finances because i feel like this is a great starter conversation of course we're going to definitely we can go into depth as we both grow Mm -hmm. and learn more we can keep talking and sharing because that's what it this podcast is about um so nairobi where can the people find you okay well i usually promote the sip and learns on my instagram you know instagram is a modern marketing tool these days Mm -hmm. my instagram is at melanin dot monroe but without the e so Mm m-e-l-a-n-i-n dot m-o-n-r-o and i will promote sip and learns i'll let everybody know when the next one is and basically you can come out if you're in the new york area also my mom is bicoastal so she'll fly back to la so we're trying to start doing things in both LA, perfect new york and dc so yeah if you want to hear about it just hit me up mm-hmm. and I, I can also give people tools to do more research on their own you know right I mean? such a big important thing is like making sure you really truly understand you know Mm -hmm. so if you want to read up on something just hit me up i'll let you know about it and then come to a sip and learn yes yes come learn um i also want to give you the instagram to lee's um so you can see the work that she um is doing her instagram is at e-l-l-e-c-h-i-e-n that's at E-L-L-E-C-H-I-E-N. Y'all go show her some love. And also, like, tell her that Avocado Honey put y'all on. And if y'all Avocado Honey put y'all on any music or any other person, please let them know that we out here spreading the love and the, lot of the knowledge on them. So, yeah. And uh, for me, y'all can follow me on Instagram at underscore Samangi, S-M-A-N-G-I-E-E. Um, you can also follow Avocado and Honey spelled out. A V avocado oh, spelled yeah avocado. <laughs> avo not avocado and it's spelled out and honey um so you can stay up to date with all things avocado and honey um i appreciate y'all for fucking with avocado and honey and just it's two years i was like kind of um brainstorming or she was asking me how long i was doing the podcast and everything and i was just reflecting and just like came a long way if y'all been rolling with me y'all know one the sound quality is just left enough to show the growth but damn near invented podcast but um i just want to say i appreciate y'all we had like 800 followers i mean none of that stuff even matters because if it was two people tuning in i would still do this i just want to say that i thank y'all um for supporting me um if you want me to um, cover any other topics on the podcast or even videos let me know. Send me an email at avocado or avocado honey at gmail.com. Send me a DM, write on a photo, 
we could talk y'all we friends right we friends yeah (laughs) um as always thank you for having oh thank you yo this is god sin sent from heaven shout out to keish keish cole all right y'all um i appreciate you